Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. And welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last week, we talked about how to integrate a child with autism into a blended family. I hope you found maybe some of those tips and tricks helpful for you and your family. This week, I'm so excited. We're going to talk a little bit more about a spooky topic. We're going to talk about Halloween and coming up with the Halloween season. I wanted to give some quick tips on what you can do to help your kiddo on the spectrum during this holiday season. Um, We've had our fair share of challenges with Drayson ourselves um, during Halloween time. Um, And in past years, it's been kind of hit or miss. Sometimes he does really great and sometimes he doesn't. So over the years, I've kind of learned a few things to help him, and I thought I would share those quick tips with you today. So just keep in mind that Halloween doesn't have to be spooky for you or for your kiddos. Um, The reason why I really wanted to encourage Drayson to participate in Halloween is just overall I feel that it helps with his social skills, and I don't want Drayson to ever feel left out. So putting some of these things in play were really helpful for me. Um, And then there's a few new ones also that I found when I kind of decided to research this a little bit. I also found some new ones that hopefully um, I'm going to try this Halloween season as well. Um, And like I've said, we've had good good seasons and bad seasons. I remember um, one year um, Drayson just didn't even want to go trick-or-treating. And um, it was just a a hard fight. a little bit of a tantrum e- even. And so we just decided that we were going to go ahead and forego it and stay in. So one of us just handed out candy. And I think we just watched um, Halloween movies. Um, he did, he does like Halloween movies. So we watched um, Ghostbusters and we watched um, the uh, Peanuts um, Halloween with Snoopy and Charlie Brown. And, and it was a really fun night, but for us as parents, for me, it was a little disappointing because I think I built it up in my head how excited I was for him to go trick-or-treating. So when it fell to the wayside, um, I had to remind myself that it was my own expectation and not his and that we still had a great night after all. Um, and then I've also had um, great seasons, Halloween seasons with him. My husband and I, we've, we've had some milestone moments with him um, during Halloween time. Um, one of the funniest stories that I can recall about Drayson was uh, the first time he realized that he was getting candy for knocking on someone's door and saying trick or treat. Um, I wish I could have been recording it because I remember his look of almost like disbelief. He looked down in the bucket, saw the candy, looked back up at the person that handed him the candy and kind of give a little like smirky smile and immediately turned and and went to the next house um, to the point where then he was felt so comfortable. He was trying to walk into people's houses. <laughs> so then we had to, then we had to deal with the other side of that problem, making sure he was just, wasn't walking into somebody's random house. 
Um, but so we've, like I said, we've had a whole gamut of those situations over the years with Drayson. But um, so here are some of my quick tips. I have about 10 or so that um, hopefully will be helpful for you. But um, the first one is to prepare your kiddo now. So we are entering, um, we are fully in October and we are entering, um, you know, full swing Halloween season. So start as early as you can. Um, the sooner you start, the better. It helps to include them in something that everyone is doing. And you want them to be prepared if there's a quick change in their routine. Because as we've mentioned in past episodes, and for those of you that do have kiddos on the spectrum, you probably realize by now that structure is really important. So when you change up the routine, sometimes that can disrupt them. Um, and also you want to address maybe potentially any sensory issues that they, that they might have or that might come up. You know, have a backup plan. If your um, son or daughter is sensitive to sounds, maybe have their headphones ready and available in case it's too overwhelming for them. Uh, that's just one simple example. Um, talk to them about Halloween. Um, bring up costumes, decorations, parties, treats, um, even maybe some of the history about Halloween. Um, maybe some of the myths about Halloween, too. That would always be kind of fun. You can even look up uh, social stories on YouTube or ask your healthcare provider to help structure maybe a goal around Halloween, if you haven't already, that might help them get through this this busy time. And try to see if they find something that they really love. And as you, for those of you watching today, you're probably noticing that I do have some Halloween props out here just to make it look more festive. But you'll notice that I have some, uh, Jack, a Jack Skeleton pumpkin here that is actually really special to us as a family because my son, Drayson, loves Jack Skeleton. So obviously we've poured into everything Jack Skeleton that we can possibly find, um, but we find that he wants to actively participate more because he really likes that. Um, he also really likes Ghostbusters. I don't know what the fascination is with Ghostbusters, but he loves Ghostbusters, the original one, by the way, the, the one and true real Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, but so we've tried to incorporate some of those things that he really loves um, in order to get him to participate a little bit more and maybe even actively talk about Halloween a little bit more. Create a visual schedule or a map if you can. Maybe if you're um, going someplace to celebrate um, Halloween, maybe at an event or something, if they have a map, maybe uh, try to get a copy of that. Or if you're going to be in the neighborhood, just maybe just draw a rudimentary map of maybe the route that you're going to go. Um, but try to have something planned so that they can see the actual schedule of what's going to partake. Um, and sometimes, like I said, a map can also help as well. Considering, uh, excuse me, consider buddying up. That might be also an option. So if you have other maybe children that are not on the spectrum, um, involve their siblings, maybe cousins or friends, but create um, a system where they can also maybe involve them and help them get ready for Halloween as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're also likely to, less likely, pardon me, kids on the spectrum that are like to run. You know, I always say we've got a runner. We like a child that likes to evade, um, which we did deal with that at, for a period of time with Drayson during Halloween. But Sometimes when you have other kids around, they are less likely to evade because they want to participate, even though they might not emotionally be showing that they want to participate. Um, kids on the spectrum still want to feel included and want the participation. So sometimes just including other kiddos around them is a better scenario for them. And it's also some great peer modeling. It's a great time to do some peer modeling. And also if 
the child's trying to learn how to trick or treat, that is the perfect time to involve maybe siblings or close friends or cousins or any sort of um, family members that you have. Focus on the costume and comfort. Um, this is really important because as we well know, a lot of kids on the spectrum do have sensory issues. So focus on maybe the fabric, the texture. Uh, maybe if your child doesn't want to keep their costume on, it could be something as intrusive as even the color. But really trying to find out maybe what it is that's bothering them and maybe see what alternatives are available to you to help improve the costume. So um, we have uh, some family friends that also have a child on the spectrum that he can't, he doesn't like the polyester feel of the costumes, um, like if you buy the standardized costumes today. So um, a lot of times he likes wearing character t-shirts. So his mom found a Hulk shirt that looked like the Hulk body, just a soft t-shirt. And um, what she was able to do was get him like a Hulk hat and a Hulk t-shirt and kind of improvise that and, and uh, basically let him be the Hulk for Halloween without having to wear the big costume. Um, and it worked out great. Um, so that, you know, also consider that. Also look on Pinterest for ideas. I made a note about that because I've looked on Pinterest um, before for past costume ideas for Drayson. Some, some way that you can incorporate maybe a more sensory-friendly costume. And then consider maybe adding some glow necklaces or reflector tape or even a flashlight attached to the costume if you can do that, if it doesn't bother the child too much or if they'll tolerate maybe a glow stick or a, some type of glow necklace around their neck. Um, and that's just good for a safety reasons, right? We want to make sure that people can see the kids. And so that's just good to maybe add those onto the costumes for safety reasons. Plus, the kids might like also just glowing in the dark. <laughs> um, have a back out, a backup outfit ready. And this one's really important. And this one I unfortunately kind of learned the hard way. But have a backup outfit ready just in case. Sometimes... Um, like Drayson will tolerate the costume for a little while, but then after a while, he wants nothing to do with it or it starts to bother him too much. Um, or like I've mentioned in past episodes, we are in Arizona and sometimes even in October during Halloween time, it's still too hot to wear some of those costumes. So have um, backup out an out, a backup outfit ready, um, maybe something themed as well. So again, if your child's going to be the Hulk and maybe they get a little bit too annoyed with that costume, maybe have like a, a Hulk shirt or something for them to wear underneath so that you keep kind of the theme congruent for them. Um, and, and Drayson has definitely uh, done that in the past, mainly because he was irritated with his costume. But I made the mistake one year of just putting him in his underwear with the costume on and when he got hot he just decided to go ahead and strip off the costume and for a hot second I thought he was going to take off his underwear too but I got I was able to stop him before he took off his underwear but um but I was like oh my gosh she's just going to strip naked right here um so for those uh parents out there that know what the, know what I'm saying you know what it's like when you have a kid that just has no issues taking off his clothes and stripping that's always a good time so have a backup outfit. <laughs> like I said, I've learned, I learned that the hard way. Um, try testing out the costume ahead of time. If you're trying to build them up used to the idea of wearing a costume, maybe have them wear it around the house just for a short period of time. You can even set a timer as short as one minute if you'd like. 
and uh, have them keep the costume on and do that several times just so that they get used to it and give them an idea of how long maybe they might have to wear this costume for or let them know that you'll be letting them know when it's okay to take the costume off or if they want to change into their alternate outfit, anything like that. But you want to try to prep them so that they kind of know that they can ask for those things or they know how long they might need to keep the costume on for. Um, that's always super helpful, and that's worked for us in the past as well. And just create a lot of enthusiasm for the big day. Get really excited about Halloween. Maybe consider dressing up yourself. One year we all went f as characters from um, the movie, the cartoon Toy Story. And so uh, that was a lot of fun for us as a family. And Drayson loved it because he was thrilled to see that his mom and dad were also dressing up with him. So maybe consider just making it a family event as well. But the more enthusiasm you put into it, the more excited hopefully that they'll, they'll become. Research local events in your area that might be sensory friendly. There's lots of events and things you can look up locally to see if they have um, maybe a sensory friendly area or sensory friendly type activities for the kids. Check schools, community centers, churches. They might have sensory friendly options at, at as well, excuse me, but you can go ahead and see what's available in your area if you just run a, a website search for that. Find support materials. Um, there are signs, bracelets, and even Halloween bags that, um, that you can purchase and that you can have with you. Um, I even found a, a Halloween treat bag that says something about being on the spectrum just to kind of maybe give people an idea, especially when the kids go to the door and they say trick or treat. I don't think that sometimes we realize that, that that in and of itself takes a lot of courage initially for them to do. Tasks like this are very hard for Drayson. So if he initiates first, that is amazing. Um, and maybe, um, and that gives them maybe the people giving the treats, the understanding that, you know, they might not respond. At least you hope. If not, they're at least aware that that could be part of the reason why they're not responding. But the reason why that that's so important is that I think sometimes, you know, we've all done it. We Kids come to the door, trick or treat, and you look at the child and you wait for them to say trick or treat until you give them the treat. <laughs> and so what happens is, you know, that's that's hard for someone on the spectrum maybe to communicate or even to say trick or treat. So... Um, coaxing that out of them might be more difficult. So having something on them that maybe might indicate that they're on the spectrum might make it a little bit easier for others to understand and still maybe give them a reward for just even knocking on the door um, and giving them the treat instead of waiting for them to say trick or treat. You know, I, I would, I remember very vividly, even as a child myself, like, what do you say? And, you know, you couldn't get your candy, your piece of candy until you said trick or treat. So my, that might need to be modified just a little bit. Um, decide on the treats that are going to be appropriate for your kiddo. This might be a big one for you, especially if there are any dietary restrictions that you have for your kiddo, or maybe you're just, uh, don't want them to, you know, go on a, a total sugar binge and, and have like, you know, an awful sugar high and then an awful sugar crash. <laughs> That's always a concern for me. Um, 
So maybe decide on the types of treats and also maybe communicate like when it's appropriate to ask for a treat, how many treats that they're allowed to have. You could even incorporate that into a reward system if you would like. And if there are certain treats that you don't want them to have for whatever reason, um, if it's dietary or whatnot, um, maybe have some alternate treats available where they can switch out that treat for another treat that is more appropriate and suitable for them. Stay close to home, especially if you're new to going out for Halloween and you're not sure what to expect with your child on the spectrum. Maybe consider staying close to home. Um, sometimes uh, when we first got started, we just made a goal of going to like five houses. So when we made the little task list of things, you can just say, we're going to visit five houses. And you cross off each time you visit a house so that they know that they've completed a task. Once they get the hang of it and they start to enjoy it, um, like I said, a lot of times when they realize that they're getting candy, that's that's a motivator in and of itself for them to start going from house to house to say trick or treat. <clears throat> and most of all, celebrate the wins. And I can't encourage this enough. So keep an open mind. And this is a lesson that I've had to learn myself. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I was really disappointed one year because Halloween didn't pan out the way that I wanted it to. And I had to take a step back for a second and remember that it's not all about me and it's not about what my expectations are, but if it was fun for Drayson and if it benefited Drayson. So try to focus and celebrate on the wins. Um, being flexible and prepared will be less stressful for you and your family in the long run. This concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate it. If you have question, co questions, comments, or even a show topic that you would like for us to talk about, please feel free to send me an email at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. Also, feel free to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you haven't already. And feel free to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you like what you're hearing, please also spread the word to others that this might help within the autism community and even beyond that. And feel free to give us a good podcast rating on your preferred podcast platform of choice. Once again, thanks again for joining us. And until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care. Take care.